0: Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, go needs refilled. The times they are a changing, but are they really? Seth Harp, Harp, on Sports, the bar, the podcast, YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine yards got a new lighting concept. A little bit brighter in here as we evolve and as we go forward uh, with you here on the show. Well, what do we have in store for you today? A little Paradise Lost, NFL's Fantasyland, and a little Here Kitty Kitty. Kind of a, a little bit of a double entendre, if you will. Yes, the bar is open, and we're going to start pouring. Where to begin, where to begin, where to begin? Um, want to start off first with a little Paradise Lost. We know, and I did a show a couple of weeks ago in which we hinted at and we talked about the what-if game, what-if sports, and we went through and talked about things like what if Kenyon Martin wouldn't have broken his leg uh, during the NCAA basketball tournament in the year 2000. Cincinnati beats Michigan State, wins the national title. How does that change things? Bob Huggins Huggins wins the national championship. Tom Izzo does not. How does that change things? Uh, Also went through and did things like, what if there was no baseball strike in 94? What if Drew Brees picks the Dolphins over the Saints? Nick Saban stays, no Alabama dynasty. Does that mean Steve Spurrier comes back to Florida? Urban Meyer never leaves Florida. I don't, you know, who knows? Who knows? So we had a little fun with that. We did. We had a little fun with that. I wanted to add on to that, a little paradise lost. And what I did was I put together just, just a couple of things that this coronavirus, COVID-19, could end up costing some people, could end up burning some people. We think about career achievements and two months. What could two months cost you now? In the aggregate, you think overall LeBron James wins an NBA title, If the NBA does play again this year, if he doesn't, if they don't, he could have had his fourth NBA title. What would four have meant for LeBron? It would have meant one behind Kobe, two behind Jordan, play all that game. For some reason, we always just get rid of Bill Russell's 11. Uh, But what would that have meant? What would that have meant? I went through and did something else. You know, of course, the title would have been important. But I went through and looked at this too. LeBron James, what, 16th season, 17th season in the NBA, 17th? The fact that he lost... 19 regular season games. May not seem like a lot. He lost 19 regular season games. Let's say he sat out three of those. Let's say he sat out two, three of those games. He's averaging 25 points a game. What does that mean? That means he lost out on 375 points. 375 points may not be a lot, but right now he's 4,300 points. 4,300 points away from Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He's 4,300 points. There's 375 points. Yeah, you ever notice when baseball players are getting close to 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, it gets tougher. Nolan Ryan trying to get 300 wins, it gets a little bit tougher, gets a little bit harder. LeBron James, not that he's not going to get there. Not that he's not going to get to Abdul-Jabbar. But you just took a third of the year away from him, quarter of the year away from him to get there. Here's the crazy thing. He still has a chance to get there in two years, two, two and a half years, two and a half. Still has a chance. He would have gotten there. He would have passed Carl Malone a season and a half from now, and he could have got to Jabbar two years from right now. Well, you'd be in the NBA playoffs right now, two years from now. But you'd be talking about LeBron James as the number one leading scorer in the history of the NBA. That's a pretty big feat. 38,000 points. LeBron's got 34,000. So paradise lost. LeBron going to take him another season. That's if he stays healthy. He's never really been bit by the injury bug until last year. So with his injuries last year and now losing 17 games, he had 19 games to go. I just took a couple off the top. So LeBron James, a little paradise lost. Uh, in terms of career achievements, paradise lost. Albert Pujols, 21st year, 656 home runs, 2075 RBI. Went through and crunched numbers. If they lose 40 games, you're gonna lose more than that. Say so he loses 40, 50 games. I just did 40 just to do it. He's gonna lose 45 hits, eight home runs, around 30 RBI. Why is that important? Albert Pujols right now is 223 RBI. Behind Hank Aaron, number one all time. You just took 30 off the top. It's tough for a 43 year old, 42 year old baseball player to get 30, 40 extra RBI. Home runs, 656. He's what, four behind Willie Mays, 32 behind A Rod. Is he going to get to 700 now? 34 home runs away? Well, you skim or you take just by losing a third of the year here, you take eight home runs off the top because that's what he's averaging. I'm just basing it on the last few years' average. Albert Pohlholz, going to struggle to get to 600 or 700 home runs now. He could have gotten to Hank Aaron. Now you take eight, nine home runs off. Again, you're dealing with a 42, 43-year-old. It's just tough. You run out of gas. So Albert Pulholz hits, 3,200 hits. He's got 3,200 hits. He lost 45, 50 hits because of this. So what does that mean? Well, he was, what did I look up here? 312 away from uh, Tris, Spre- Tris Spreaker. Tris Spreaker, excuse me. Um, Tris Speaker would have had fifth all-time, five, number five all-time in hits. Albert Pulholz losing those 45 hits. You remove those 45 hits from the equation for those 45 hits, separate Tris Speaker from Derek Jeter. So Albert Pohl is going to struggle to pass Jer- Derek Jeter. Now just losing two months of the year, paradise lost a little paradise lost a little Milton for you. How about that? Uh, overall, you know, I, I look at those numbers and what it affects, you know, Miguel Cabrera's, got 2,815 hits, he's going to get to 3,000 hits, may not get this year, but we'll get it there next year, the guy that's in his prime right now that lost a little bit, now not a lot, but a little bit, plenty of time to make this up, but Mike Trout, he's got 285 home runs, 752 RBI, 1,300 hits, Mike Trout lost what, here, he's in the, Mike Trout's in next three or four years, Mike Trout's in his prime, you're talking 15, 20 home runs, about 45 hits, 35 RBI when it's all said and done, so what does that mean? That means at the end of this year, he was going to be at 1,500 hits, halfway to 3,000. Not going to get there now. Now, you may not say, oh, 45 hits, what's the big difference? You don't know when these guys' careers going to come to an end. You don't. And the guy that probably got burned the most with all this is Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander's got 225 wins. He's, what, 37? Justin Verlander's 36, 37 years old. He's 75 wins away from 300. He had 20, what, what do you have last year, 21 wins? Just 21, he lost six, seven wins. At least six or seven wins because of this. Boy, 300 seems a little bit more tough now, doesn't it? I know they're just small. Now, I'm saying that you lose 40 games here is what I'm saying. I fact, this in as losing 40 games. It's a little paradise loss looking at all these guys and what it would mean now. You know, basketball, baseball, baseball, baseball. Why? Well, football, we haven't really been affected by it yet. And let's face it, other than fantasy stats, career, long time stats, eh, eh. And nobody's really lost any game time yet. So a little paradise lost for you. Got to thank my sister, by the way. A little Arbon shake. It's good stuff. Protein. Did you think these muscles were some sort of accident? Did you? There's a reason for the orange and blue witness shirt. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Let's see here. What else do we have in store for you? A little NFL fantasy land. Why they have not postponed the NFL draft is beyond me. And then I thought about it, and I know exactly why Roger Goodell hasn't postponed the NFL draft. The best thing. For the 32 teams in the NFL, is to do the draft the first weekend in June. It's the best thing. It's the smartest thing. You have, think about what, think about doing it in the first week of June, what that would give you. It would get you to a tongue of Viola back out there doing some things. Not a hundred percent, but he could work out and do some things for some teams. That buys him an extra six weeks, doesn't it? Moving the draft back to the first weekend in June. Do it the first weekend in June. Nobody's going to be doing anything in April anyway. You're going to do a, you're going to do a draft with what? Social distancing and where we are at the end of the month, we're still going to be in that situation. Going to have just a guy walk up and hold a shirt, and they're going to stay six to Jersey, stay six feet. No, come on. Move this thing to June. And then I was thinking exactly why Roger Goodell would want to do it and why they haven't changed it yet. You know why? Because there's nothing else going to be on TV that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I know exactly what Roger Goodell's thinking. You haven't had sports right now for what? Three weeks? The NBA shelved things three weeks ago last night, Right. Three weeks ago, Wednesday, the NBA, the NBA shelved things, and then everybody followed suit. If you, if you're Roger Goodell at the end of April, everybody's jonesing and starving for sports, you could have, your, your ratings for the NFL draft wouldn't be as high as the Super Bowl, but they'd be higher than the conference championship games. There's no other sporting events going on. Nothing else going on. The draft would be monstrous. The draft would be insane numbers-wise. Now, is that what's best for the league? No, it's not. But there's a reason why he hasn't canceled it. The smart thing to do, not cancel it, is postpone it to June 3rd, June 4th. It's in the best interest of your 32 uh, teams in the institutions. And I know I, I've had some back and forth with some people online and on Twitter and social media. Oh, uh, Seth, we've, enough's enough. Uh, we don't No need to postpone it enough. I'm the Bengals. I haven't got to bring Joe Burrow in for an individual workout. I haven't got to bring Justin Herbert in for an individual workout. I haven't got to bring Tua Tunga-Viola in for an individual workout. I'm going to Skype with him, FaceTime with him. I want him in. I want him in to see how they, they react, the playbook, what they think, how they run routes, just some interactions with them. Can't do that right now. And this isn't the same as drafting a fantasy football team. It's not. I'm going to make a $30 million investment? Look, Look at like the Buccaneers with Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. Look what those mistakes. The little Buccaneers stumbled into Tom Brady. But even at 42, 43, we'll see what that is. We saw some deterioration there at the end of the year. But we watch everything else line itself up. Mariota, and even if you have everything, it's, it's, it's a flip of the coin. I want to give the teams in the NFL, if I'm a Bengals fan, I want this thing June 1st. I want my organization to have their opportunity to do the best due diligence that they can do. Move the draft. Move it to June. But if you're the NFL and you're Roger Goodell, you're sitting around thinking, man with no sports at this point for 6 7 weeks and we have the draft regardless of how rudimentary it is regardless of how bare bones it is we're going to third of the we're going to get 30 million 40 million 50 million 60 million people watching this thing there's only so much tiger king and ozark you can watch right we'll get to that in a second so that's why it hasn't moved but the NFL should move it, it it's fantasy land if you think that You're going to be able to spin this here in three weeks and do it. But I can see the logic why they haven't moved it yet. Ratings. Think about what, tonight, the NFL draft would be what? Three weeks from tonight? Four four weeks from tonight? Four weeks from tonight. If we're still on shutdown mode, look, they can make that decision in two weeks whether to shut it it down. I just think moving it back to June, and let's say we get back and get things in order in mid-May, and some of the restrictions start to come off and you can go out and start to do some things, Bringing in those guys and being able to meet and and, and work out all those individuals. I want my team to have as much time as possible. I do. And here's the other thing. Jaguar fans, you should want this to happen because it shoves more quarterbacks into the top 10 the more time you get to work with them. So, there you go. Speaking of the Jaguars, a little here, kitty, kitty. Carol Baskin, right? If you haven't watched Tiger King, uh, I went down that wormhole and knocked out all seven episodes in a two-day stretch. Here, kitty, kitty. kitty. Before I sing, we had I had somebody on Twitter. I, I did one of those things where not an embarrassing fact, but unpopular fact that our own Tiger King should have Joe Exotic should have won the Grammy for best new artist and best new song. And don't at me, bro, by the way. Don't 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 you be at me either. I had somebody, you know, he didn't sing those songs. Oh, really? Millie Vanilli didn't sing their songs. They won a Grammy. Here, kitty, kitty. Mama's got some treats for you. Here, kitty, kitty. You will find that taste in the zoo. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's great. I hope everybody understands when it's all said and done that, you know, that smugness. It's almost like. Anti, it's reverse smug. When Hollywood has the Oscars or any big event, and you always have somebody on the couch firing off on their Twitter or on their Facebook, I'm not watching these Hollywood elites. Who do they think they are? All these smug actors and actresses, directors, who do they think they are? You know who they are? They're the ones that are producing everything you've been consuming the last two weeks. Yeah. Who does Hollywood think they are? They're the lifeblood of your entertainment value right now. So next time you're being smug and you're sitting around criticizing the Hollywood elite. Hollywood elite, these directors, these actors and actresses, who do they think they are? What would you be doing right now without them? Remember that. In your time of need when nothing else is going on, in your time of wanting entertainment, you've turned to actors, actresses, directors, documentaries, things of that nature, that art. So next year when the Oscars are taking place and the Grammys are taking place, all these free concerts, everything that's going on, you can park that smugness. Go ahead and park it. Park it. Ridiculous. Um, speaking of here, Kitty Kitty, I, I've been interested and <laughs> Quite downright, it's almost comical the way Jaguar fans have turned on Yannick Ngakwe. They've they've turned on Yannick Ngakwe. Just smug as smug can be. Turned on him. Oh, why don't you be quiet? Quit running your mouth. I had some guy come out and say, hey, look, it's the equivalent of... You know, you may not get along with your wife, but when somebody's bad-mouthing her, you're not married to this man, all right? Not your wife. You drafted him. He's a free agent. You franchised him. He does not want to be here. He doesn't want to be a part of this organization anymore. Have you ever had a job that you didn't like anymore? People love to sit around and tell you, "Oh man, if I behaved that way at work, I'd get fired. If I act, if I kneeled for the national anthem at work, well, they don't play the national anthem where you work. But okay, if they, if I kneeled, I'd be fired. Okay, if you kneeled, you'd be fired. Got it. Got it. If you kneeled, you'd be fired. In the same breath, if you don't like your job, you quit. You leave. You take something else, right? He doesn't like it. He doesn't like the organization. He doesn't like his work environment. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Has philosophical differences, whether it's the top of the organization, Tom Colton's con, whether it's Dave Caldwell, whether it's Doug Marone, whether it's Todd Wash, whoever it is, he just has, he doesn't want to be with the Jaguars anymore. So there you go. Just man, I appreciate it. No disrespect Duvall. I don't want to be there anymore, but we can't handle rejection, right? You can't when your coach leaves. I remember when PJ Fleck was the head coach at Western Michigan a couple years ago, took my alma mater, the cotton Bowl. I remember when he left and I had some friends, Goodridge get lost. Oh my gosh, guys. Come on. Come on. And wanted to be the highest paid player in the NFL at his position. We told you this last year. And again, it's where I have philosophical disagreements with well, my former Jacksonville media brethren. Uh I'd offer him like a sixty million dollar deal. He's gonna tell you to eat it. And that's exactly what he's doing. I'd offer, I remember Alan Robinson, I'd offer him a one year, $8 million deal. (laughs) Eat it. I'm gone. Same thing here. Same thing here. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Okay. See what you can get for him. They want a first round draft pick. I don't know how that's going to happen unless it's a late, late first round draft pick. Here's what I would do. Now, look, depending on how desperate teams are, and I see Jadavian Clowney lowered his asking price. Uh, which is a good thing for the Jags because now there's not that financial commitment that another team has to make and may part with a draft pick a little bit easier. If I were the Jags, you know, depending on what team you're talking about, this is what I would do. A team, I'll give you an example. A team like the Eagles. Who else is close or at least thinks they're close? They, you always keep hearing the Eagles, the Ravens. You keep hearing teams like that. What I would do if I were the Jags, I would sit there and say, they want a first, they want a first. Okay, this is what we'll do. We'll do it for a second this year. And a third next year. However, if Unique gets 10 sacks, goes to the Pro Bowl, that, that third becomes a second. That's exactly what the Chiefs did with Alex Smith when they traded with the 49ers. It was a second and a third. And it was, if the chief, if, if the Chiefs make the postseason, the third turns into a second. You could even do that. If you're Dave Caldwell, we'll trade you, Yannick Ngakwe, for a second round pick this year, and a third next year. You make the playoffs, or he goes to the Pro Bowl, the third becomes a second. So you get two twos. I think that's the most logical, best-case scenario. The most realistic, logical, best-case scenario. Well, people want me to sing more? Is that what we want here? We want me to sing some more? Here, Kitty Kitty, Carol Baskin. God, that show's just fascinating. It <laughs> yes, is. That show's just absolutely fascinating because it's storytelling at its finest. It is. It's storytelling at its finest. And you just can't replicate that. You can't. Here, Kitty Kitty. I'm getting requests. Mama's got a taste treat for you who try not to laugh here kitty kitty you won't find that taste in the zoo who know i always get a kick out of the memes it's just the, the cultural phenomenon and you know what it'll do it'll it will it, it'll go away i did see that joe exotic does have coronavirus though allegedly possibly perhaps so yeah and here's a chance for so many guys so many guys and, you know, whether you know, football season rolls around, whether you are at Auburn, whether you're at Clemson and Dabo Sweeney always did this, I'm the Tiger King. I'm the Tiger King. Joe Burrow, Bengal Tiger, LSU Tigers. Joe Burrow has the best chance to be the Tiger King. But it was like, why don't you call yourself the Tiger King? I don't know if <laughs> it's, it's fun right now, but about two or three years from now, I don't know if I want that, uh, that hovering over me, if you will. So there you go. Again, uh, Seth Arp, Harp on Sports. The Bar podcast, Instagram, Twitter at Harp on Sports at Harp on Sports, Facebook the Harp on Sports page, our YouTube channel under Seth Harp Harp on Sports. You can consume us in all platforms. Uh, the podcast is on iTunes, iTunes, Apple Podcast. Oh, it's gonna take me a while to get out of that. Apple Podcast, Spotify, also Buzzsprout. You can connect on all of those platforms orange and blue witness some gator beads got an announcement coming up here tomorrow dun, 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 dun. that's all i'm gonna say this has been the bar again youtube twitter facebook like share follow follow share like subscribe 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 to the youtube channel uh and there we go everybody enjoy your time be smart stay safe Don't buy all the wipes. I need some cleaning products. Good gracious. I got plenty of bleach and spray, but I found two things of Lysol that I ganked from work. Oh, I shouldn't say that. My old job. All right. Enjoy it. This has been Harp On Sports, the bar, the podcast, and the Harp On Sports audio and media network.